Women Up Radio, designed to facilitate women's empowerment, improve your career, develop your talents, incorporate your passions, achieve fulfillment and success. Hello, this is Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Radio, speaking to the girls on the road about their quest to support women entrepreneurs around the world. Fernanda and Tassiana are visiting 24 countries interviewing women and researching the conditions, business ecosystems, challenges and advantages that exist in each country. Today we're visiting Rwanda. Hi Fernanda and Tassie, how are you today? Hi Anna. Very good Anna, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. So tell me Rwanda, I only know Rwanda through charity work linked to my old school so i have really have no knowledge no expectations it's a complete mystery to me from the business point of view so this is going to be really very interesting so tell me what's the general vision of business of women in business and women entrepreneurs in rwanda i think we we had a very uh pleasure experience of course as you said that you only knew about rwanda about charity work we pretty much knew about, you know, the, the terrible facts that happened in Rwanda back in the 90s, yeah. uh, the movie. Um, but then we, we met a lot of women there and we could see that the country is really uh, rebuilt itself. And it's taking into consideration like the more, uh, the percentile participation of women. A lot of women in government, a lot of women getting into businesses. Um, and they see the importance of, you know, gather a lot of young people um, to make sure that they have a lot of skills to be able to build a stronger country and like and they're very proud that Rwanda is um, you know being able to attract attention um, in the entire African countries yeah I think I think we have to you know try to put things on perspective when we talk about uh, Rwanda because we had such a a, you know, powerful experience because, as Fernanda mentioned, we only had info. We knew about the genocide, of course. We saw the movie, but we had no idea, of course, of the extension of you know, everything that happened in the country in '94. And they have this attitude since then of rebuilding the country and you know coming together. And they are a very equal country, and we could see that. So Rwanda is one of the most egalitarian countries in the world. I'm not talking about Africa. Yeah. 48% uh, uh, of women in the parliament. It's, it's probably, you know, it's second uh, behind Iceland, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So usually you do not think about these things when you think about Rwanda, that's how ignorant we are. We certainly were, you know, before we were there and had the chance to learn a little bit about the country and how they are using entrepreneurship and the power uh, and the presence of women to keep rebuilding the country. It's important to remember that after the genocide, you know, the numbers of uh, men that were killed was astonishing women as well but much more men so women you know in a very imagine the situation that the country is going through they have to take the really go ahead and start rebuilding the country and since then 
they have had such an important presence. They have the support of the society. They have the support of the government. Yeah. You know, they're organizing themselves. They are very active. They are empowered. They have attitude. And they are, you know, praising their culture. A lot of business that we, that we, had, to, that we had the pleasure to interview. Women really, you know, trying to put the Rwanda culture in evidence, in fashion, in artifacts. So, you know, they really trying to rescue everything that they once were in a very, very positive way. So, Wanda, I would say that, and Fernanda, I, I'm sure she'll probably agree, that finishing this, the whole 15 months in Rwanda was probably one of the most exhilarating experiences that we could have because it was truly, truly inspirational to see how they have been able to, you know, turn around. What wonderful. Huh. Well, that sounds incredible, incredible. So for the women, if, if they're so dynamic and they're, they're so engaged and committed, what does it mean for them as women entrepreneurs? Is there a big difference between being employed in a company or being an entrepreneur? And for the women entrepreneurs, do they get a lot of support? We cannot tell a lot about like being an employee in a corporate because, of course, we only interview uh, the entrepreneurs. Yeah. But what I can see is like uh, a lot of women, because of the, the 90s, the, you know, the genocide, a lot of them were forced to leave the country and they were able to get uh, a good education outside of Rwanda. And, but then what they say, like a lot of people now have this desire to go back to, you know, to really exercise their Swandi's citizenship and to help to build the country. Uh, in terms of opportunities, uh, in, in terms of cooperation, as I said, we interviewed um, two women who were friends since they were kids and then they got, you know, separated during the genocide and get together back when they were in college. And they now they build a company, like an like a outplacement company. They are able to uh, prepare to see the skills that the market is, is you know, in, in need and yeah. to prepare new generations of Rwanda to really uh, take on these jobs and be able to, to build their careers. Yeah. So what they say, like not only women are really going for entrepreneurship, but also they have like more opportunities now to work in, in, in companies and, and being able to get an education, to get like, you know, a training and, and, and go into the workforce. That sounds fascinating. It's really very, very strong and very positive. So, and if, if, of course, we cannot be naive, thinking that everything yeah. is, is heaven. Uh, <laughs> even though they have this idea of, you know, reconciliation to get the two um, different uh, groups, right? groups yeah. in, from the from Rwanda to come in peace together, um, we can still feel attention, and they still like talk about some things. It's a mix of trying to forget and forgive yes. and look forward to make sure that nothing like that happens again. Yeah. But of course, we can only imagine, not even like imagine that how hard it should be to really uh, forget, forget and forgive and, and move on. Yeah. It's, a long, it's a long healing process. But they are, you know, they are really making the, the most of it, really putting themselves out there to, to make this happen. That's the most important thing, I would say. Yeah, no, it's... Very good example for the rest of the world then. So, yeah. 
What are the main factors in the business ecosystem in Rwanda? It seems to be, you know, for us, it seems to be a very organized country in general. Mm-hmm. You know, structures in place, and they are, they were, many of them mentioned that, many of the women that, that we interviewed, you know, how, again, how the government are putting in, in place initiatives that really support entrepreneurship, having women also leading, along with men, leading these initiatives. We, we even joke that, you know, we visit the, the, the capital, Kigali. Kigali yeah. was one of the most, the, the cleanest, probably one of the cleanest cities that I've ever been Oh, really? It's amazing. It's amazing. And they, they have this sense of community. For example, uh, in every month, in one Sunday, the, the, the people, the people, really, everybody go to the streets to clean the streets, you know, to take care of, a, of for example, a school that needs some sort of repair, you know, do some social work. I mean, everybody goes out. It's, it's throughout the country. It's really powerful, and they talk about it with such pride. Yes, that's it's really touching. Really okay. touching. It's not only the cleaning. What they say yeah. in these Sundays, they also have like whatever issue that is affecting the immediate community. Yeah, they have the group to discuss like what's going on, how we can fix it, how we can we move on. You know what's needs to be done from the present. You know to the to the person who lives in the countryside. Yeah. Everybody tries to discuss and I think this is an inheritance after the genocide because they said that they had to to review and to kind of like uh, go through a lot of people who were in need to you know put in prisons and they wouldn't have like so many judges so many people yeah. apart because many of them were killed or because there were not just enough people to handle the, the yeah the, the whole job and they kind of like um, had this cultural aspect that they already had in the past, like try to to solve the problems based on community, you know, chat. Yes. So they just kept doing from from that time on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so for the women here, are there any particular challenges or advantages for them? Yeah, I think yeah. Go ahead. No, I think in, in, in challenges, of course, uh, even though like Wanda is rebuilding and we see all these uh, improvements, it still is not like, it's not like a, a power of economy. They, they, they have like more, it's difficult to have access, especially like logistically speaking, it's not easy to get in and get out of the country, especially when you're trying to, as we said, like we talk a lot of with women that are trying in and making business in terms of uh, fashion you know design and they have a lot of work into getting their products out of Rwanda uh even like for us to get a flight out of Rwanda wasn't like that yeah they're landlocked um so they don't have lots of natural resources so that's what they 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 joke about like about the genocide that you know if they had like oil maybe the international community would have paid attention yeah. more to them. Yeah. So they have their problems. They have like cultural pro- problems to fix. They have this natural resource that is kind of like difficult to access. And, yeah. but you know, that's why they say that they have to use their brains and, you know, to build <laughs> new business, new ideas. And they really wanted to be a role model to the, to the other African countries. Yes. Okay. And what about soft and hard skills? Did they have, do, have they got any in common with 
uh, other countries? Have they developed anything special? Well, I, th I, I think in terms of hard skills, you know, those who can, of course, and we interviewed many uh, women entrepreneurs that were able, of course, and, and again, even before the genocide, their families, you know, left the country to, uh, so they were able to studies in South Africa or, you know, close by countries in the African continent. And they are now returned. They have returned. They're re helping rebuilding uh, yeah. the country. So they have a, you know, very good education. And even those who are studying in, in, in Kigali, in, in Rwanda, they have a very good level of education. And they are now trying to be more and more digital-wise, of course. So that says a lot, you know, yeah. where they want to, to, what they want to achieve, where they want to go. They still know they have a long... <laughs> road ahead of them but but i would i would say that the most important thing is that their sense of community yeah and of course talking about the women themselves i mean they really see themselves as agents of change yes and are definitely trying to impact you know younger generations not only of young girls but also you know young boys i mean in terms of believing yourself you know, we are, again, rebuilding the country. You have a place in here. You can do something, be part, be active. Yeah. So it, they talk about the country and with a lot of, you know, they're so proud. They recognize and it, it's still, it's an open wound. We can feel that. Yeah. Again, as I mentioned, it's a long healing process that one can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. they still working on that. It's going to be, they, they might have to work on that for, you know, a long time still yes. but they're moving forward yes. so i think that that says a lot in, in terms of soft skills i think that the sense of community of yes. helping each other of collaborating yes. i think that we can learn a lot a lot from one excellent okay so would you say that that links to um a key motivational difference that they can show that would help other women entrepreneurs or uh, I mean other women entrepreneurs in other countries or is there something else that you think is a really good example that could help other countries I think they, they we can show other countries like they they were very resilient uh, you know once shit hit the fan they had to you know get the grips and say okay let's rebuild let's move yeah. on and let's uh, occupy places to make this country move forward um, they show like how powerful women are, how powerful they're able to get together and, and get things done. Yeah. So I yeah. think this is a good example to every other country. Like they, when, when a woman is given opportunity, they can handle amazingly well. And we, I, I remember that we talked about that in one of the programs about how, how somehow we felt the same kind of spirit when we were in Lebanon, for example, you yes. know, having gone through a civil war for so many years yeah. and you know it, it's somehow it's kind of the same situation because they are all Lebanese you know from different sides of the road killing each other yeah so, uh, when you go through something like that and of course we know there are other countries that go through make you know huge challenges but this sort of experience I think it changes you yes in terms of okay I you know I have to move on and I have to do something to make sure this never happened again and how I'm going to be productive to help my country be a healthy place. 
So I think maybe these women, they have an, an extra inch yes. of seeing, being able to yeah. see something positive and, you know, try to put a positive spin in everything because they have gone through so much. And I think changes your perspective as well. Things that we think it like, oh my gosh, what happens to me? How can I do it? It's like, really? Are you whining about that? You know, there's so many things that we can, as I said, like even imagine yeah. that small things that for us takes like an enormous proportion for them is like, okay, let's, what's, next? what's next? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They're strong. They have a different vision. So wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it sounds like you had an amazing 15 months and that Rwanda was a really good place to finish with. Wonderful. Oh, definitely. Yes. We were blessed, I guess, yes. to, you know, be able to finish, wrap up the project there. Lovely. Met people, were able to see a bit of Kigali, you yes. know, get into the taxi, the model taxis. <laughs> All, all over, all over the city. Yeah. So it was, it was yeah. fun. It was also an adventure. <laughs> great, great. Well, um, it's been absolutely wonderful traveling around all of these countries with you and hearing about the, the 15 months that you were on the road. And you very kindly agreed to do another couple of interviews with us. One, to do a summary of really the women entrepreneurs around the world, what it's like, the similarities, the differences, and what you take away that would help everybody understand a bit more about entrepreneurship. So that's the interview that we'll be doing next. And then after that, another one about the different generations of women entrepreneurs, because it's very interesting when you've talked about some of the age groups uh, and how some may or may not have different attitudes. So I'd love to explore that with you as well. But anyway, thank you very much for Rwanda. Um, thank you for everything that you've told us so far. And we're all very much looking forward to speaking to you again in a few weeks to have your summary of women entrepreneurs around the world. And thank you, Anna, for giving us the opportunity also to tell about our project, what we have been seeing, and, you know, all the entrepreneurs that we met. So it was a great pleasure for us as well to, you know, being able to share with you and, and all the people who listen to Women Up Radio, yeah. our, you know, our, our great project. And we are looking forward to keep sharing more. You yes. know, we have to yeah. definitely keep talking about what these amazing women are doing around the world. Definitely. And also, we're looking forward to your book when it comes out and the documentary. But yes, yes working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so uh, we'll speak to you again in a couple of weeks um, for, how, for the summary of women entrepreneurs around the world. I'm Anna Letitia Cook. My guests were Fernanda Moura and Tassiana Mello, the girls on the road. You've been listening to us here at Women Up Radio. Women Up Radio, designed to facilitate women's empowerment, improve your career, develop your talents, incorporate your passions, achieve fulfillment and success.